Welcome to this latest edition of the Real Podcast with Surreal Joe Quinn on this 2nd of December 2021. As we discuss the world of sports and pop culture tonight, after a mega podcast with one Robert Sapp, certainly check that out when you get to get in depth. We're on terms of talking about week 12 in the NFL, and we covered a lot of ground. If you're a Patriots fan, it was probably like just you should be, you know, thanking us endlessly for how much Patriot love that was given on that podcast. Um, check it out. Robert Sapp has some interesting thoughts about the Patriots and why the league should be very afraid moving forward about where the New England Patriots are right now. I had we had, of course, our biggest disappointments, real or not. So check out that podcast when you get a chance to. But. Right now, we are here. It's all about Insecure, Season 5, Episode 6, Tired, Okay. Uh, this was directed by Natasha Rothwell, who, of course, plays Kelly. And uh, there was, of course, this episode was a, again, for the second straight week, a heavy Issa Molly episode, which is no surprise. I mean, those are the two... Issa and Molly are the two biggest stars, are the two leading characters on this show. Um, even though, you know, and the really the show really centers around them, around those two, and it has been for the past five seasons. So you got Issa and Molly, you got no Kelly, no uh, or no no Kelly, no Tiffany. Um, the cliffhanger that was left off that we left off last episode with uh, Issa seeing Lawrence and Condole at the hospital. Basically turned basically turned out to be uh, a, a dream. Um, yes, Issa did. Issa see them at the hospital. Yes, but there was no conversation uh, whatsoever. There was no conversation, and they, you know, they basically did a bunch of uh, different dream sequences where Issa, you know, one sequence, Issa, you know, basically shoots the baby. Uh, like a fatal, like a like a basketball with a, a fadeaway, um, and you knew something. You, you kind of knew something was up when she, uh, when Condola, you know, basically offered to uh, offer Issa, say, Issa, do you want to hold him? And it was like eh, it's little. I know they used to be friends the previous season. Uh, at, at the beginning, but it was kind of like it was like something wasn't right. Like this is this. I didn't. I wasn't even thinking dream sequence, but I, I didn't. I, something was a little off there. But and then, of course, it turns out to be a dream. And Issa, you know, shoots the baby like a basketball, and then uh, kicks Condola and laughs, and then you know, <laughs> and then laughs in real life. She laughs after that, and of course, we saw another dream sequence uh, later on at the end of the episode where Condola uh, got Condola got her revenge against Issa. As Issa's daydreaming uh, again about uh, about Condola and Lawrence, and you know Condola basically said how great Lawrence was doing. Um, he's making basically a billion dollars a month, and then you know basically she's getting the sex from Lawrence that uh, Issa was previously getting. And again, this is on this, and we'll get we'll talk about this. This, of course, is in direct uh, as a direct result of where her where Issa and Nathan are at right now, which is not a good place. Uh, we'll talk more about that. And of course, the, I mean, the big reveal in this episode in regards to the Nathan-Condola-Issa situation is the fact that 
Nathan, excuse me, not Nathan, the the Lawrence Condola Issa is the fact that Lawrence has moved back to Los Angeles. So that was the big that was the, that was the big kind of reveal from that standpoint. Uh, Issa was on Lawrence's Instagram, and she found out he moved back to to Los Angeles. Now, who knows? We can assume it was it was to be a close to Elijah. That doesn't mean that Lawrence and Condola are an, an item or their relationship is great. It just means that he's closer to his son. But of course, that that along with what was going on with Nathan, uh, really had Issa, you know, you know, really uh, all over the place in this particular episode. Um, some of the best scenes, uh, <laughs> the, the Issa Nathan love scene. So uh, Issa is on top of Nathan. Nathan, she's riding him, and she basically does every, just basically begs him. To tell her that he loves her, and Nathan doesn't—he doesn't say it, and it gets kind of awkward, sort of awkward. Um, it did not look like they—it—I'll put it this way: it, it didn't look like Nathan was um, exactly enjoying the sex. To be honest with you, it didn't. It looked—you know, this—you know, Issa again. And we, we said this in previous episodes. I've said this last two episodes that this relationship ought to work. Chemistry uh, is not there. Uh, Nathan clearly doesn't love Issa. Issa really doesn't love Nathan. She loves that. She loves the ideal of being in a relationship, but she doesn't love Nathan. Uh, basically, she's using him to fill the void that was left. Of course, uh, the the void that was left from you know her previous relationship with Lawrence. Oh, so this is not going to end well. For either one of them. Um, again, that scene, scene was hilarious. Hilarious and sad at the same time. Sad from the standpoint of you have a situation where, you know, if you have a situation where you have so you have two people, again, two highly insecure people, and, you know, you for the most part, you know, you think you're supposed to enjoy sex. It did not look enjoyable for either one of them, especially Nathan. Uh, Molly and tourism. So Molly goes on this retreat, and her mom is still in critical condition. Uh, some of some of us have stabilized. She's still un- she's still relatively unconscious. She's at the retreat. She's feeling somewhat guilty about being at the retreat uh, with her coworkers. All expenses paid. Retreat luxury. They're doing, you know, this work slash retreat, which to me, I, I want to say some somebody who's been on multiple retreats, there's no work that's being done. You, you can't do any real work on a retreat. I'm sorry. I just can't. I've never understood the idea of a, ret- of, of a work retreat. Uh, I just, I, I just, I just couldn't, I just couldn't get any work. I just could not do work and try to be, and try to relax at the same time. It just doesn't, it frankly doesn't work for me, but you have a situation where again, uh, she's with some coworkers, and her and uh, Torian, who is a who is a character who, in previous seasons that they didn't get along, they're on good terms. They have a scene where they really kind kind of like get to really get to know each other from a, from a on a human level. Molly finally breaks down, not breaks down in terms of crying, but shares to Torian to Torian that you know mom had a stroke. Uh, this is after. 
he was like, you know, he criticized her for outshining, for saying, basically saying, look, you never let me, uh, it's been a long time since you let me outshine you like that in a particular meeting. Molly's mind, of course, is all over the place. Her mother just had a stroke and she didn't have her best performance uh, in a presentation. And Torian basically had to carry the, pres carry the presentation and he um, lets her know about it. And then she tells him, finally, she tells him that, you know, her mom is sick her mom in a stroke and of course and he completely changes course in terms of his attitude and was more than empathetic more than uh empathetic uh with molly and they you know have a you know have a productive conversation and begin what may who knows what may you know what may be a future relationship we don't know um molly um molly also really let kind of lets her hair down with her co-workers they get she gets drunk they get drunk and she at, at first you're thinking that did she sleep with one of her co-workers that wasn't the case as there was a watch in her bed but then we come to find out that she just got drunk and just pat basically she got drunk passed out tori and left you know left his watch or whatever in in the room i don't know it still looked kind of suspicious like was like he had to be in the room did she take his watch off during when she was dancing, it was, you know, a lot, of, a lot of crazy stuff can happen when you're drunk and things get missing and you don't know what happened. But Molly basically, you know, really, you know, showed her ass, um, figuratively uh, showed her ass uh, during this, that as they had on videotape, you know, during this little drinking binge, you know, during the, during this wild party night that they had, uh, showed a part of her that had never been seen before, that her co-workers, that her co-workers had never seen before. And it was kind of, you know, you can you can look at this as a form of growth for Molly as far as her, you know, this transformation that she's been going through. In past seasons, she would have never done that in front of her coworkers. She always had that kind of like business like stoic type figure as a as a or just or she was just frankly and you know, frankly the company bitch. I mean so so that I mean in a real way from a standpoint of that in terms of how she acted. Um in terms of how she acted and her, and her, and you know they told stories. Her coworkers told stories when they were describing when she first got there, uh, and they said, "Yeah, this is how you this is how you really were. Like you were you were you were doing too much. You were, you know, extra extra up. You know, just too serious. Extra up, very uptight. Um, you know, borderline on anal. Um, so again, this is a part of. It seems like this is a part of Molly's growth. Growth." And transformation as as we um, get closer and closer as we uh, get closer and closer towards the end uh, of this series. Uh, Nathan and Shug in the barbershop. So um, you have this employee. They have this guy named Shug who seems to be a necessary head headache. He's a horrible employee as far as showing up on time, disrespecting his coworkers, eating their food, doing just doing wild shit. But he's bringing in high profile clientele, like the, the, you know, he brought they say he brought in like James Harden and some other celebrities. So they keep him around from that standpoint. But everybody in the shop has really had it up to here with him. Um, he gets into it with Nathan. Nathan calls him out. He gets upset with Nathan because he he was supposed to. Uh, he was late for a client, and Nathan cuts his client's hair. Now, I've heard that rule before in Barber. That is a real thing with barbers. Like, you don't 
uh, even if a guy is running late, you don't take his customer. You don't cut another barber's customer's head once a barber has established a relationship with a particular, with a particular clientele. And everybody, every barber has, like, I have a specific barber that I go to that I don't, I just don't mess, I don't let anybody touch my hair, cut my hair. So everybody, every barber, every person that gets their hair cut has their specific barber. This now, nowadays, more likely, more now than ever, um, Used to be a time that you know people just would go to you know you just was looking for the first barber that was open, but it seems like now in 2021 that it, you know that people are looking for this for a specific barber, and barbers know of course know their clientele. That's how they make money. Um, he comes and sure comes in all comes in the shop late, and he says you know Nate's gonna pay my rent because uh, you know his booth rent was due nate's gonna play it nate's like nah you, you know basically nate's laugh like that's not gonna happen they get into it he calls out nate nathan not nate but nathan for being bipolar uh so he he taps and he you know he tries to open that wound uh calls him soft um they go back and forth it seemed they seemingly was about to get into seemingly was about to fight but nate nathan kind of backed away um and everybody went about their business yeah i i don't i guess i don't know if this scene was necessarily needed to be honest with you um i really don't care about outside nathan i really don't care about the characters inside the barbershop i know and i don't reach is funny but eh, you know she's attractive girl who cracks a couple jokes i I, that the barbershop storyline, I don't particularly care for. Like they could, they were, this is a scene that they could have really did without. To me, we know Nathan is bipolar. We know he has mental health issues. They dealt with that in the previous episode. That they did a much better job in the previous episode dealing with it when his cousin came clean about why he uh, wanted them, why he wanted Nathan out the house. That he was actually the actual person that had Nathan removed from the house. So I didn't need to like. I, the the mental health, the mental illness reveal for Nathan is done. You didn't need to. We didn't need to to go there again with another character, another character that we frankly don't care about. We don't care about. We don't care about shit. So they definitely could have did. Um, definitely could have did without. Uh, again, overall, I thought this was, this is a solid episode. Um, we also had Issa and Crenshaw. Uh, get into it. Um, and it seems like that relationship is not going to be rectified anytime soon. Uh, the last thing I want to talk about, uh, the Issa Nathan, uh, argument and it, you know, again, this thing is not going to end well. And basically he calls Issa out. Issa tries to, you know, say, Hey, you haven't told me you love me. And Nathan's like, you kind of been inconsistent. Uh, you know, acting one way, one minute versus uh, you, you've been inconsistent with how you, with your behavior uh, in terms of this relationship, and he he's kind of right. He's kind of right with from that standpoint. But again, that you know, I you can understand why people like why a lot of people don't like this relationship because we again, we know how it's going to end, and they want to just get you know directly. They want they want more interaction from Issa and Lawrence, but again. I don't think that I just don't think that the show is going to go in that direction of Issa and Lawrence getting back together. I just don't think that's going to happen. I mean, I'm very interested to see what they do with Issa and Lawrence moving forward and how that dynamic is going to go. I don't think they're going to get back together. 
Um, as far as the MVP goes in the episode, I thought Molly was the MVP of the uh, episode. Uh, she didn't carry the episode, but she was in a number uh, was in a number of, uh, of key scenes. Um, her kind of guilt, and again, her kind of the guilt that she's feeling with her mom being sick. And by the way, her mom her mom does open her eyes and kind of acknowledges Molly towards the end of the episode. Towards the uh, end of the episode, when she was on the phone with her brother, when Molly, when, uh, Molly was on the phone with her brother Curtis, uh, so I'll say Molly by default was was the MVP of this episode. Nobody really, to be honest, with you, I don't think nobody really stood out like that. But by default, I would put Molly uh, as the MVP as you know we continue to see her transformation and turn in, in, into being a you know a regular human being and not this uh, just strictly you know career-driven woman who can't you know maintain a steady relationship so i i think i that i think that's again if i'm making a prediction for future episodes and we're halfway through the season we got five more episodes left i think my molly by the end of the season will be in in, in a solid committed relationship i i think you know i don't think they're gonna again i've already predicted that they're gonna kill kelly I've already predicted that Issa and, and Lawrence are going to have a falling out or going are not going to get back together. I don't think it's going to be all doom and gloom. I think there's there's something there has to be a little bit of balance in some in, in these in these characters and their future uh, endeavors and their lives as we wonder about their lives past this uh this fifth season. Like what what would life look like for Issa moving forward? What would life look like for for these other characters? I think uh, Molly will be in a committed relationship before this uh by the end of the season overall again natasha rockwell who's who is a producer on the show uh had her had a very nice touch with the com with, with the with the comedy and with her um basically you know holding Issa accountable he's in that lab in one of the last scenes with Issa and condola in, in the dream sequence condola says basically to Issa, you know own your choices like you make a decision, stand by your decision, or be, or be, or you could take it as, hey, be willing to deal with the smoke that may come from that decision. That's how I kind of took it. That's how I kind of took it. That's gonna wrap it up for this latest edition of the Real Deal Podcast, Insecure Season Five, Episode Six, Tired. Okay, you can. I will have this podcast up before the end of the night. I will see you next time. Have a great rest of the evening. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.